Yo, 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 you tuning in to The Notion. I'm here with my co-host in the building. It's the kid, Young Poe. I'm trying to figure out what's the best. I don't know. I don't know. I've been figuring it out for like two years. I can't figure out your wrestling intro, man. I just keep switching it up. <laughs> it's the kid, Poe. The kid, it's, po, it's Farmer Poe. Farmer Poe. Po, chef Poe. Young Poe. And then... Yeah, Harold. Yeah. Yeah you, yeah, 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 you hit people with just the Harold one time. You got you got a couple I'm of here. them, man. I'm here, man. Live in the flesh. It's me. It is, I feel it, it is man. Me. It is I. So, what's been going on with you in the guard, man? Any updates? What you got? Ooh. Any improvements? I'm going to be honest, bro. Like I know they was hijacking the fruit last time. And niggas robbed me of my shit. <laughs> I was, I had, this is how bad it'd be. I've had two dreams that I can remember of, and I woke up. Like, yo, what the fuck? And I went to the backyard to go check. I had dreams that, one dream, um, I was in the backyard. Somebody walked in and said, hey, man, what the fuck? And I went and looked, and all my fucking fruit trees was gone, bro. I had, like, a meltdown. I thought it was a real dream. And then another time, I went back. That the, had, like, the, like somebody just took the whole tree? Like, they took my, my pots and the trees. Like, that was a scary dream to me. Bruh. It was scary. Uh, but, yeah, the... The, the trees that I've been showing on Instagram with all the peaches and shit, like, I, I ain't ate nothing, bro. They're all gone. They're all gone. So nature's handled that for you? My nigga, the, I, I go into the backyard, I see, I have some cantaloupes that are growing, and I look, and it's like a big fucking, like a nigga dug their hand into the cantaloupe. <laughs> I'm like, why is this cantaloupe orange? And it was like, it's off the vine, so there's something back there eating them. So I had to like tie some like fucking fruit Bag things, or you know the things that the oranges come in. I yeah, tie that around that shit, uh, around the the remaining cantaloupe. And uh, did that help protect them? For now, right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should have did that early on, but I was just like, oh, so is that good advice for people that are gardening at home to cover all their fruits and vegetables, or mm, or or specific fruit, ones? The 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 fruit like tomatoes and obviously the cantaloupe, which is crazy. The cantaloupe wasn't even right. Like that, that motherfucker just. It into the cantaloupe like okay that okay. uh but like tomatoes they be trying to fuck with my tomatoes so i try to pick those right before they turn red yeah try to pick them off because yeah. once they turn red they look and get them uh same with my blueberries they did that strawberries not as much but they still fuck like birds will fuck up the blueberries and strawberries mm. uh so yeah I, I, so that's you really gotta whole, have defense doing this a whole thing, learning man. experience like for me it's cool because I still got hella shit in the garden. Yeah. But like, it's a learning experience because now I know, okay, moving forward, I just can't play around with this shit. Like, I got to actually cover these things or like be on top of it as yeah. far as with the pests because this is my first year dealing with pests. Mm -hmm. So last year it was, as far as animal pests, last year I dealt with like bugs and shit, like aphids and shit like that. Yeah. Trying to figure that out. Yeah. And then just actually learning to grow shit. Mm -hmm. And then this year it was like, oh, I got a lot of shit that I'm growing. But now I got to like keep the fucking animals away because I'm right next door to a park. It's a lot of squirrels and shit. Mm. Uh, I might have to give me a cat or something. Fuck up those fucking squirrels or whatever is back there. Because uh -huh. they're coming at nighttime, I think. Okay. They're coming in and sneaking they're in at night. Up. I, I be hearing shit like rustling. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I look in the back. I can't see. It's dark. But I know something is back there eating my shit. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been, uh, during the summer, it's hard, man. It's just hot as fuck. So I have to get out there earlier in the morning. And sometimes I don't get up as early as I'm supposed to. Right. So then it's like morning chores, like being a, 
like farmers, you know how they say, yeah, they gotta do yeah. the morning chores and shit. Yeah, know? that's real talk. Like you gotta get up. I have to get up early enough to water the shit. And right now my my water hose busted, so I'm using. Bruh, I'm filling up a bucket because I didn't want to go get the water hose yet. I'm just being lazy. I've been trying to like. I haven't made a trip to the gardening store because I know when I go there, I'm not going to just get a hose. Oh, you finna wild out? I haven't been in a Home Depot, a gardening store, or nothing in like a month and a half, two months. But you probably need that because you might see some stuff where it's like, ooh, this could protect this and this will make life easier for that. Yeah, I, I, they got a bunch of mesh bags and shit that I can definitely get from there. Yeah. It's just time consuming. It's hot. And then all the shit that I'm doing during the day, I yeah. have to do it early in the morning or in the evening. Yeah, so you actually got to make time just for a trip like that because you know, you know what you're going to put into it. And doing the gardening, like it's taking me a while to water it because like I said, I'm filling up this fucking big ass tub bucket and, and yeah. watering the shit yeah till I go get my holes so so what is the ultimate goal man when you finally feel like I I feel like you know what probably with gardening and things like that I, I don't think it's just ever like alright I'm done gardening but like what is your ultimate goal with what you're doing uh, really to just be self-sufficient like I want to be able to grow things that I eat okay I'll know where it's coming from what's going into it Right. Uh, it's just a dope experience for me just being able to, it's it's almost like, this is going to sound crazy. Um, <laughs> it's like when women, they're able to create life, right? It's yeah. Fa- it's, it's the, the, the connection to the child is going to be a little different than the father's. Yeah. It's going to be a connection with the father, but it's like she, she knows like the whole process almost. Yeah. It's like she can feel the difference between the different um, times of the baby's lifetime growing. Mm-hmm. So, so she can feel it. She can see it. She mm-hmm. can not necessarily see it, but she can, the experience is totally like different. She's like one with what's going on. Right. Yeah. So the nurturing of that right. child is going to be much more of a connection for her. So it's almost like that. It's like you can, it's cool to be able, as a man, um, you take this little tiny ass seed, you're putting it into soil, you're taking care of it, watching it grow, and then the cool thing of seeing it birth and then like fruiting and then taking care of it and it and then not just like getting rid of it. So you don't just like once it stops um bearing fruit that season, it's not like you just get rid of the plant. It's like you need to take care of it and nurture it for the next season. Yeah. Because when the next season comes around, it's going to be that much more prosperous. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. it's dope in that way to just like be able to, oh, I grew this from this seed and just watching it grow and whether it bears a lot of fruit or not or whether it... Seeing the work, being, being a creator, seeing the work, right. seeing like, the process, yeah. trial yeah. and error, yeah. Yeah. you know. I don't even have to like eat anything out of there necessarily all the time. It's just cool to be able to see... Mm-hmm. The, the, all the grain and different flowers and stuff and it's do you have to it's peaceful do you have to pull roots a lot and stuff like that or like weeds and stuff yeah not not really yeah that's what I meant to say weeds not, not really weeds. um not really so the way that my mind is set up is like I do have to pull weeds sometimes but it's not really weeds don't really take over my yard that much okay yeah, yeah alright yeah okay. not, not bad not bad solid 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 yeah. so you just you just want to create be able to be self-sufficient. I respect that. Yeah. Do you think, do you think, um, everything that happened with COVID put you in that position to where it was like, you know what? I want to try to grow my own stuff. Cause I thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like have people tried to be more 
self-sufficient because of what happened with COVID with people going crazy over toilet paper and mm-hmm. buying up all the meat and all the food and everything like that. And then it's like, damn, like, what am I going to do with my family? And, you know, people, you know, some people couldn't buy diapers for their children because people were stocking up on that, that stuff. Do you think that had something to do with the, the inspiration behind like, you know what, I'm going to start growing my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Oh yeah, for sure. Personally, for me, I had already, I wanted to, started gardening in my yard prior to COVID but that week of like March 15th or whatever we just happened to be at Home Depot it was like we saw them had a demo of the the um, gardening bed okay they made. so they made their own uh, raised garden bed in the front you know kind of the garden right. area demo and then they showed how much it would cost or whatever the price for the the material so we just like fuck it it's about to start now and then along the way, I was doing a lot of YouTube researching. So I'm following a lot of people who have their own um, urban farms or they have their own. Um, what's the other term? Um, I can't think of the other term right now, but that they're using. But there's a lot of people who have their own like kind of mini farm on their own little kind of home. Like you can have a mini farm right in your front yard, right? There's right. a lot of people doing that. And then there's people who are like moving out of the towns and going to different like buying land and a lot of the people that I was following on YouTube they are a lot of them were mentioning that the inspiration for them was COVID as well because Mm -hmm. it allowed them to be able to go to it's almost like everybody was freed from the constraints of like society like the things that we have to focus on in society sometimes like work uh, people being able to work from home that was a huge yeah huge huge impact I know for a lot of people because it was for me and most of our time throughout the day our vital hours are like spent doing shit for other people yeah taking kids to school going to work um coming home cooking doing like most of my day yeah, I paying bills and all that shit yeah, you know you don't have time to yeah. focus on the things that you would want to focus on and so yeah I, and things that would be better for you right. if you got if you if you just had the time right because some people lost their jobs yeah if, 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 put the fire under them and mm-hmm. then some people were working from home like me and it just allowed you to be able to like damn I can do this yeah because then you kind of figure like you always are like man I, I gotta I'm gonna find the time to do it I'm gonna find the time to do it and then you never find the time yeah um you put it away you just keep pushing it off right and then once COVID hit like bro it was I know it was crazy because there were so many people in the gardening stores and this is my first time really being in there mm-hmm. but I I can tell that like hearing overhearing people asking about certain items and things like oh you're you're new as well you're new here too yeah so yeah it was i would for sure covid was a huge catalyst have you have you started trying to grow like corn or sweet corn yet okay oh yeah corn that was one of the first ones i tried it's easy it's really easy but when i did it i um i didn't try it a second time um but corn is really easy because it grows fast. It's like one of the fastest growing crops. Okay. But um, just the way that I was growing it was it didn't really reach its full potential. I got like mini miniature little um, corn from like the blue corn that I grew, mm-hmm. which was dope. Because um, okay. I just use them as like little ornaments and shit. Okay. Um, but when growing corn, you don't want to... I, I, I grew some from seed and I grew some from... Um, starter plants that you go to the store and buy the starter plants. Mm-hmm. It's always better to grow corn from the seed because 
the stalk is so small on the starter plants. When you start them from the seed, it grows thicker, and that's going to give you a better, a, be- a better plant. So, um, is sweet corn a really na- is it is that real natural or is that man made? Excuse me. Uh, from my research, I believe that is uh, it's been, I guess you could say, manipulated. The all the other corns that people grow, like the old old world corns, mm-hmm. uh, where you, they're hard. So when they grow and they fruit, you're not going to be able to eat it, like bite into it. Those are used for like corn flour. So if you imagine a lot of the um, natives or Indians, yeah, are um, people from South America, Mexico, mm-hmm. they 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 use the mortar and pestles, mm-hmm. and grind them up into the the meals, and then they make tortillas out of it. And yeah, the, okay, know, things like that. Um, so old corn, it was it was not like you're eating it on the cob. Okay, and so I think they somehow manipulated or did whatever they did to be able to have the corn that you eat on the cob, that edible, sweet yellow corn. But most the real corn is not going to be yellow. It's like colorful, like red, blue. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I have. Yeah. I I was um I picked up on a show on Netflix. I, I like a lot of the a lot of the uh, food shows on Netflix, and it was um there was uh a couple of shows and it's been so many I, I forget the titles but there's one where they have this um this African American brother and he's like traveling around the world mm. I, I gotta remember the name of the show but what I thought was dope about it is certain people that stood out to me I straight up looked for him on Instagram right, and right. followed him on Instagram he went to Africa okay. and, you know they tied that into slavery and you know things like that and like he, they were showing him over there like real yams you know what I'm saying like like all of that stuff. And then he came back to like, I think like Atlanta or Alabama in that region. And then he was, you know, uh, met up with a brother and he was showing him like how to make like this. It was almost, it, it kind of reminded me of gumbo, but it wasn't, it was kind of like this, this savory soup thing, but he made it outside, mm. you know? So he had like the whole kind of cast iron thing going and stuff like that. And it, it was crazy. And um, it was real interesting seeing like the different, appreciations that people have for food yeah you know what i mean and then even just like in house like we always talk about like here in america we always talk about like the south having the best you know soul food and stuff like that but when dude went to africa oh yeah they have some i was like nah that's where the real soul food is at yeah yeah because if you think about it i mean most of the stuff that's in i mean even if you think about something like gumbo yeah like Rice, okra, um, different types of uh, vegetables. Those things were brought over by the slaves. So, like okra is African. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the even like rice. Um, yeah, all those different things that we kind of think of as being like southern were brought over by the slaves. There's actually. Um, I forget the name of the show that we were, I, I think I mentioned it to you on Netflix where they kind of do a, a a little short bio kind of on certain chefs and they're like these specialty chefs who who have like a great kind of backstory who might not have started out as wanting to be a chef and then they- I feel like, I feel like I probably started dialing into that show. It's, it's so many shows, bro, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you you might get the title mixed up with a totally different show that you and just currently been watching. Such, it's been a while since I've actually seen it, so I can't- This is remember. the most school I've ever paid attention to. 
My it's my adulthood. <laughs> no, hey, because like, now you're it's stuff that you are interested in that you want. I to appreciate about. it. I didn't appreciate it so much as a um as a kid, and I and I. <sighs> It's one of those things where I kind of feel for for kids at times because I feel like sometimes education and certain history and knowledge is forced on them. Yeah. And it's important for them to know, but it's like sometimes I wonder, well, are they ready for certain types of education yet? Because as I got older, I was a class clown, man. Right. I played around. I mean, you know, yeah. we was, you know, when we went to junior high, it was wild. It was a game. But then when we get older and we start seeing, and maybe it has something to do with the right person telling us the importance too. Mm-hmm. But when we start seeing the importance of things, it's like, bro, I hated reading. You know what I'm saying? And I love books, you know, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, last night I sat up and I watched, uh, and I think the documentary has been out for a while um, on the name of the the name of the documentary is the men who built America. <laughs> Yo, that was hella good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we had to. That sounds familiar. It could either so, because I've heard it before or because I've heard Kevin Samuels say men <laughs> in this world. Okay, so <laughs> where I, where I'm at now. See, we shifting gears a little bit. Where I'm at now. Is uh the story the story is about multiple men. Okay. It's about uh Andrew Carnegie, mm-hmm. um Cor- Cornelius uh Vanderbilt. Okay. Yep. Um Andrew Carnegie, Cornelius Vanderbilt, uh J D Rockefeller uh J D Rockefeller and JP Morgan. Oh yeah, these are the niggas Henry made, Ford. These are the niggas they made Monopoly about. <laughs> You feel me? <laughs> they made Monopoly of and do. and how they and how a lot of them cross paths. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Um, I didn't realize that uh, uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt, um, Andrew Carnegie, uh, and J D Rockefeller um, were all Rockefeller. Rockefeller were all. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of the Rock. Hoping the rock. <laughs> they all were like. Bumping heads, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Trying to, and, and it, and it didn't even, it didn't even become about the money. It became about power at certain points. And then when they were doing like, yeah, at this time period, they were grossing around seven million dollars. And I'm like, damn, that's it. But in that time period, it was really like a few billion, right? And so, um, one of the things, the, the petty shit that they were doing to each other was what made me laugh. So like, um. Without giving too much of it away for the listeners that want to look into this this uh, this docu series, what Andrew Carnegie and J D Rockefeller was doing to each other for like a decade was sending each other Christmas gifts, taking jabs at each other. So like one Christmas, uh, <laughs> one Christmas Rockefeller sent a a a, a paper bag vest for Christmas. To Andrew Carnegie because he kind of grew up poor. Oh wow! And so then another Christmas, Andrew Carnegie sent him a bottle of wine because J.D. Rockefeller was considered uh, a wholesome religious person who didn't drink alcohol and stuff like that. But I was sitting back cracking up and I was like, "Man, I like how these rich men kind of beef." 
<laughs> you know, it's just a different level. It's like wallet beef, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but Carnegie was a fucking piece of work. Didn't he was um he he was the he was the steel guy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He was the one who had uh, in Pittsburgh. He had uh, all the he had the Pinkerton Army come in and 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 take out the fucking his workers who were starting a union um, because he was it was his it was his chairman that did that. Oh, the do oh, okay. The other his dude. chairman was um. I think it was um, John uh, John Fick, I think, or yeah, not it was John. Fick. It was, was Fick. It was Henry, 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 Henry Fick. Fick. Henry mm-hmm. Fick. He was the one that was tripping. And they shot up the uh, shot up the workers. They killed nine people. You know what I'm saying? Massacre. And, and then that's what that's when uh, Andrew Carnegie had to come back. And yep. but he uh, Andrew Carnegie was um, he was a dude's apprentice that that ran the railroads in uh, in Pittsburgh. I forget what his name was. And he was the main one that was rivals with. Yeah, he was the main one that was rivaling with uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, I liked his story. Okay, I remember. I know Vanderbilt's name. What is his? Yeah, he ran. He owned forty percent of the railroads when they first started building the railroads. He 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 owned the majority shares. Um, That's how Carnegie started trying to have his. He was his because he was he was under he was under the other guy. I can't remember. If you own the steel that is that's built for the railroads and if you own the railroad company and the ability to make the trains and shit you like he had the monopoly yeah but them people gotta watch it because I don't want to ruin it what's it called again the men who built America the men who built America the white men who built America mm-hmm. <laughs> no that's all facts <laughs> but see I like studying listen black folks and my white people too if you're listening to Y'all already know the story, but for the black folks listening, what you guys got to understand and why you got to learn history like this is you got to understand how people got to where they got their hustle, their mentality, their drive. That's the stuff I'm taking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I there's a different type of excitement watching this documentary versus when I watched my own people's documentary. This excitement is like, wow, look at them go, man. They beefing, man. They wilding out. When I watch our documentaries with our people, it's like, you motherfucking right. That, Hell that, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I get exactly. You, you more of like, <laughs> yeah, right, brother. Yeah. Like, instead of taking a look at the steps that got them there, you're more prideful that the per- that, that person is there. Mm-hmm. When you look at the other documentaries, it's like because you don't have that connection to them at, and um, like a family like connection. I'm studying your movements. Looking, you are you're able to kind of like your vantage point of viewing is not narrowed to that. Like I'm looking at it from a Bruce Lee standpoint. Bruce Lee, when he fought an opponent, after a while, he knew your moves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I know how to fight you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why when he created Jeet Kune Do, it was everything in one. It wasn't just one fighting style because you never know who you're going to fight. So when I watch documentaries like that, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the fighting style. Right. I'm looking because not too much change. Um, I read a book and uh, it was called, the, the, the name of the book is The Psychology of Money. And he said, and he, and the, uh, the author of that book said, man doesn't, uh, history doesn't repeat itself Man does And ever since I heard that That's what I go off of I actually try to correct people sometimes It's a bad habit of mine Because it's the truth They say history Nah man does If history repeated itself The dinosaurs would still be here Right 
So we do. We repeat ourselves Mm -hmm. over and over again and and figure out how people, man, I don't know how they don't find me hiding up here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The last nigga did it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we found out, man. So, um, yeah, just, you know, uh, seeing this type of information, though, it it does get me excited. Um, And I never would have thought that as a youngster. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, honestly, I can understand um, that in the in in terms of how I was viewing like different things on YouTube when it came to like gardening. Mm-hmm. So like naturally, we kind of sometimes legitimize other people before we legitimize ourselves. Yeah. Um. And so I got into the habit of like watching other, uh, mostly white YouTube gardening channels, and then I like consciously was like. Let me go look for the black ones. And, you know, some of them I could tell that they were just starting that year. I didn't want anybody who was just starting like me. I wanted somebody who was kind of a little bit new, a little bit more knowledgeable so I could learn more from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started finding like a bunch of different black gardening channels that are super popular. And they're not popular because they're a black person. They're popular because of their their knowledge of what uh, of gardening. They may have a specific specialty that they're great at there's a guy that's super popular that i started following he's uh like a fruit tree guy um do look like my pops kind of too uh, <laughs> and kind of find out dude is from sacramento I was like, oh, oh that's shit. dope yeah um, that's but there's dope. a bunch of different like um you got it if, you, if you got his name we got to shout him out yeah i got i'm gonna look at i'll look it up on my youtube before we head out uh for sure i'm gonna shout him out but yeah it's it's I had to get out of that mind frame too because we do that to ourselves at times where we are like uh it's programming bro we don't yeah, it's not right, intentional right it's programming right. yeah yeah so um, I, I consciously made an effort to go and find other cultural I was, there's some middle eastern indian people that I was That's what I feel them. like a lot of other cultures don't understand what that's the that's what I feel like the disconnect and the misunderstanding is with other cultures and black people when we say we want black things and the reason why we celebrate black so much is that everyone else um, has gotten to see a representation of them that's positive. Mm-hmm. And the only representation that we have been able to see for a very, very long time has been athletes, mm-hmm. maybe a few or, or just it, some form of entertainment. Right. And the times where we didn't have that, um, when we had activists, people that were scholars, people that were very uh, courageous, smart, family-oriented, their reputation was attacked. Mm -hmm. Their reputation was tarnished by a whole bunch of behind those attacks, and they were murdered. Mm -hmm. So then what rises from the ashes? All right, well, we're going to do something because we're innovative. We're going to be entertainers. That's not all we are. Right. But this is something that we can do that might change some of our situations, not all of ours. And so when we say we want to represent something black or we want somebody black to do this instead of just any old somebody because we can relate. And um, I just felt like that was an important thing to bring up and to say because 
that'll forever be a problem with other people. But what they got to understand is, is with us, we haven't we haven't gotten a proper representation. We, right. we turn on any news channel and it's more, it's you know, or anything. It's always going to be more negative than than positive. I mean, even on social media, some of the most popular pages that report on things that are going on with black folks. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to promote their names. Um, it's more negativity. You know? Well, I mean, there's two things to that. Um, on one part, um, Al, for those of you who don't know, um, my cousin Al. Uh, we going to get you in here one of these days, Al. Just relax, man. <laughs> right. Just chill out, dog. It's all good. It's all good. Like, I got your number. Don't worry. I'll call you. Uh, he's uh, planning for his birthday. He sent me a, um, uh, a clip of it. I didn't get that yet. It's a... Uh, bur- it's a I forget the title of what they call this event. It's like a flash mob, almost. Okay. It's like a hundred to five hundred or something like that. Like, I'm just gonna give you a crazy range. It's a lot of black men suited up, and they just go out as a group to some location, and they just walk in. Like, and I think they are maybe like a a conference or something like that. But this is like just to show us in our like Sunday best. Mm-hmm. And they just all call, call like it. Obviously, they're gonna get stares. They're gonna get people looking like, "Whoa, what?" Is, you know what I mean? And they're in all different types of suits. Um, some kids was out there suited and stuff. And mm-hmm. he said he was like, "Man, I want to do that for my birthday." He was like, "I don't want to do nothing like regular. I, I want to go out and 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 do that." And that was dope. So that's kind of mm. like one of those things that okay, we, it's a, like a pushback for us is where like we we want to show show ourselves okay, like in our best light. Um, and then the other part of that too is like I always start. I'm starting to feel funny about the uh, first African American thing. I, 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 I'm noticing that I'm feeling first African American thing. Okay. Um, yeah, that title. Yeah, every it time something happens, feel, it's starting to make me feel funny now in this era because I can get it from like previous uh, generations because we were like it was never expect. It was never even heard of. We were kind of like prevented from doing a lot of things mm-hmm. but now it's kind of like I'm starting to realize like bro even back then like when they say oh he's the first African American in the MLB mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson is like okay. I get why Josh Robinson I mean Josh Gibson and Satchel Page and them was like not really thinking he was the greatest is because do you know how many people ca- came before him that was could have done it and been the first ones, mm-hmm. but y'all just let this person in. So, like, baby girl, the first African-American spelling bee uh, champion. Mm-hmm. She cannot be, and I'm giving all praises to her. Congratulations, baby girl. We, we love that. I know there are other African-American spelling bee contestants who potentially could have been the first or whatever the spelling bee has been going on for a very very long time and of course we might not be the ones who are always in the spelling bee but yeah. come on I know a lot of lot of black kids who more than likely could have been the first as well okay and that's just using that as an example because it, it, it may be it may be a let me uh only like three let, me throw, let me throw some seasoning on that real quick let's do it I feel like uh, the, the issue that I have with that as well is it's almost like an acceptance thing. Like we finally allowed. Right. That's what it is. We fought, we're finally going to acknowledge. So, you know what? Little black kid that won the spelling bee, which I was very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I seen it on, for like a, 
for like uh, the homie Marlon posted it. And she could play ball. And you know, that's a given. <laughs> but I, I feel like with that scenario, it's like, well, now we'll acknowledge that maybe you guys are smart. First billionaire. Okay, now we'll acknowledge that maybe guy, all of you guys aren't poor. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what I'm getting. I'm trying to figure out what is making me feel indifferent and, about it. And, 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 and back then, when, when we were when we were kids, learning about these things in school, it was like, okay, I'm gonna be honest. The first time I ever felt weird about it mm-hmm. was Tiger Woods when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing like all of the different, I forget what classroom I was in, but I was seeing all the different black people and they had oh, you know, Jackie Robinson and Michael, and they had Michael Jordan. Exactly talking about like the little history, history po- thing. The little and then they had thing. Tiger Woods and I was just like, and it was nothing against Tiger Woods. It was just like, really? Cause I even, I even felt, the, I, I, I felt odd when I seen Jordan. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, Jordan ain't the first black anything. Jordan was just out here dogging he all y'all out. good at what he did, but he definitely wasn't the first. First black. So I'm like, what do you just, so you're just acknowledging all of our success is like, oh, look at the little engine that could. You know what I'm saying? And uh, right, I, I even, and this is one of the things where it might get, you know, a little bit more odd for people or make people feel a certain type of way. Well, we give a shit. Even with the black business concept, I think it's cool to let people know that, hey, this is a black business. Like, if we're talking amongst friends. I like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see where you're going. But sometimes you could be blackballing a business by just black business, black business. Like, I see it in commercials now, and I cringe. I seen a commercial, I forget what it was, and they were just really being, it was the most inclusive shit I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was inclusive with every movement that's going on in this climate right now, um, without going into details. And then it got to the point where, it was woke and everything else. Mm -hmm. Woke, spoke, and all that. (laughs) Kind of a joke. And um, then dude, then they had this this white dude with a biker jacket on, you know, like like Terminator, and he was like, and it was, and and and, and when they got to him, because everybody was saying something like, uh, "Support this," and we got to do more of this, and then when they got to him, it was like, "Yeah, support black businesses," and I was just like, "Come on, dog, if that ain't the biggest reach." Yeah, because because I just don't. I just don't put on a biker jacket to make him look like one of the guys who don't like us, and then he says something where it's like, "Oh, I like the like, like we're like," and the thing is, is. We are very good at code reading. Yes. We can read codes. You know why? Because we invented it. And the thing is, (laughs) the thing is, is that when I see, when I see things like that, I often wonder how often is everybody else sitting around saying, promote, support, uh, support other ethnics, uh, businesses. Like I, White folks sitting around saying support white businesses. First of all, I think they'd be petrified. Yeah, and that's not for like. To me, that message should only be like I'm. I'm not even to me. To your point, Mm -hmm. keeping things amongst us, we should be, um, pushing for us to support black businesses saying like hey you could be going to this business but there are also black businesses that do the same thing that you might not be aware of okay that's a good thing to say hey there are these black businesses don't know if you know but 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 yeah but, but what if i don't like what they have to offer if you don't like what somebody has to offer cool 
But at least you took the opportunity. Right. And see, you know what happens? Sometimes I come across things that I might not be crazy about that you might actually appreciate. Right. And that's how it works. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, there's a... Like, I'm going to actually... I was going to say I'm not going to promote them because I don't want to make them look bad. But Slim and Huskies is not a bad place. I like... I'm... Slim and Husky is the pizza place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard of them. I like, they don't necessarily say it's a black pizza place. It's, mm-hmm. it's but we know it's black owned. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the pizza wasn't filling enough for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like bad or nasty or nothing, but I supported them because they were a black owned pizza place. I was like, oh, that's dope. Let me go in, in support. Yeah, I want to go see what it they're about. It wasn't something that I would go back to necessarily so mm-hmm. that's when my it's like um they're 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 dope that they're a black pizza um business and some people might like their pizza but i do like this pizza and that's just because i like this pizza over all, all the other pizza places too yeah but see at that point that's just about like what do you like better it's not like i don't like you're not saying i don't like this business because of who runs it and because they're black and the thing is is if we want to bring uh, if we want to bring more awareness that hey we need to really contribute to each other as far as in what we're doing that's fine right. but blindly telling somebody to go buy something somewhere and 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 only do it because it's black it's kind of frustrating because I'll tell you what's frustrating being a person that owns mm-hmm. black brands I've had people shout out my brands before. Strangers. Mm-hmm. Not, not friends all the time. Strangers, right? And they've said that it's a black business, but I'm like, okay, what about the brand though? Right. All right. It's like this. I just thought of a perfect example. Yeah. And it's going to, it's, all right. To me, it's almost the same concept for me. And please do not, take this as a dig or like I'm downing any group or people. I don't, for my opinion, I don't feel it's necessary for, for athletes, specifically football athletes Uh to announce their sexual preference. I get why it's giving courage to those who may be coming after them to live their life. Uh-huh. the way that they want to rather than the constraints of society. To uh-huh. me, it's almost like, why do you have to say, hey, I'm telling you guys I'm this sexual preference rather than uh-huh. living your life and we just so happen to see it. If you are living your life normally and you are with your partner, whomever you're with, or your um you may be taking a picture with this person. You may be holding hands with this person. You may be um, seen out in public with this person. Uh-huh. And if you're not making it about, hey, guys, I'm with this person or whatever, we're just going to notice. We're uh-huh. going to see. Yeah. And we'll, 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 we'll know. I'm going to play devil's advocate for you. Why is that a problem? Who is he hurting? No one. By, by by announcing why, it? why is it a problem oh by announcing yeah um it's almost for me i don't say it's a problem but for my from how what i'm getting is almost like you want um i don't know if it's like it's not sympathy um i don't see it as being totally courageous 
I, be, I believe living your I think it's almost to me like saying cloud chasing not even cloud chasing it's like it's like it's being in um, why does it why does it bother you I wouldn't say it bothers me but this is just my opinion on that topic it's almost like someone saying in front of the police trying to fight like oh I'm just getting all rowdy in front of the police mm-hmm. because they know if the, a fight happens or, or almost fight happens the police are going to be right there to stop it and, and kind of protect it I think that's kind of what some individuals may be doing with that is like I'm going to announce this because I know now that all eyes are going to be on me about this and it'll kind of like make me more able to be comfortable because now if if I was to live my life the way that I was saying that some people may Mm -hmm. you could be subject to certain negativity you could be maybe treated a certain way well there was there was an athlete before um some year uh some years back that came out yeah, and and they were treated a certain way, but I don't think yeah. I don't think he came out and made up a, a PSA though. Yeah, not like I now think it's, it's just kind of I think it's just kind of linked out. It's, it's more of a trend now that I'm seeing that they're doing it, and I and I applaud it. Like I don't have no problems with them with whatever life they're living. I'm just giving my viewpoint on. I think that may be like, hey, I'm gonna say this in public because mm-hmm. if. Now that I'm going to be able to free, like, I want to be comfortable living my life. Mm -hmm. If you try and treat me negatively, it could be teammates, it could be anyone. Mm -hmm. There's already these, this whole, the whole world's watching. Yeah. So are you going to treat me differently? Are you going to fire? Are you going to cut me from the team? If you cut me from the team, they're going to think it's because of this. Yeah. So if I did live my life freely and you it's kind of a, and, and you didn't like kind it of a, you could uh, cut me for any it's other it's kind reason. of a dope insurance move I, that, that, now that I'm saying I understand like why it could possibly be for not everyone's doing it for the same reason oh yeah we already know but that but I'm sure that maybe someone did and I I can get that I just think that it in my opinion I would I would say it's sometimes I would think that it's unnecessary but as I'm speaking I I'm think starting that to realize there are necessities for people doing it that way and you know, I, I believe in the time and place concept. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Um, I I seen an announcement recently for an athlete that did that. Right. Uh, I think we might be talking about the same one. Yep. And the thing was, it's like, okay, you did it on social media. Is from what I think. I think he did it on social media, and for that, it was kind of like, eh. You know, but to the point, seem gen- his reasoning may not have seemed genuine. I felt like I felt like it's a it's a tricky scenario because a lot of times when things like that come about, there's so many different moving parts and things at play. Mm-hmm. You have the TMZs, and you have all of these different blog sites um, that come out. And they say things and they, you know, they find you like uh, Shikari Richardson, you know, after things that happen with her. Or oh, we're going to get into that. We could, but I'm just giving an example. Like she, you know, somebody approached her like at the airport like and started asking her questions about the Olympics. Is she watching the Olympics? And she was like, she handled herself okay. I felt bad because she was only, looked like she was just there by herself. Mm. And, you know, she was like, how did y'all find me? And so going back to that whole thing with the, you know, the athlete, you know, um, speaking on, you know, his sexuality, it wasn't like somebody asked. 
And so that's where I'm looking at it like, hey, it's a free country. It's America. You could do whatever you want. You could say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, there's sometimes there's consequences for things that you say mm-hmm. and even things that you do. Mm-hmm. But nobody asked. Right. And I think that's the part where it can be a conflict with, with these type of conversations is because, you know, for that individual, it could be an, it could be an uh, inspiration you know, I'm in, inspir that you never know. Like if somebody were to if somebody were to debate with me or you about I don't see what the big deal is, that could be an inspiration for somebody. That's very true. That could be inspiring for young athletes that feel like they can't really they feel like they don't know where their place is or right. but what you gotta understand about inspiration is true a lot of true, genuine inspiration isn't really just marketed packaged and advertised that's the part it was you know what i'm saying it's it's just them being themselves and it was just like yo i watched you you know i watched you in the beginning how you carried yourself and this that and you know sometimes when people do things like that it's real grandiose Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. It's real grandiose. It's grandiosity. You know, look at me and what I'm doing. Hey, I'm this and I'm that. I'm not saying that that individual's that way, but it's kind of hard to shake that mm-hmm. jacket and not place that jacket on people when they intentionally go out to the masses and say, hey, guess what, everybody? Because that same, that same example that I'm giving, it applies to everything else. It's just like... A person that always gets on social media and posts everything that they do for their wife or husband. After a while, it's disingenuous. It's disingen- it can be disingenuous. If somebody's not happy with their life, then man, fuck them, man. Every time I turn around, they getting a husband a, a new car, they getting a wife a new bag, or look at my family or whatever the case it is. It becomes about performing. Yep. It's the same showing yourself showing off the homeless or doing yeah that's one of the ones I really don't like you know passing money out to the homeless and I remember seeing a meme about that where it was like imagine you being on your worst luck and somebody helping you and recording it at the same time and so uh, I I just seen another scenario um, like that where it was this black dude I think he yeah I think he was a brother and he was like this artist he was straight poor Mm. and he was like this artist and like I think he no I think he got out of prison and I think he was a little homeless or something like that. I don't know how you were a little homeless. I think he was homeless. But he uh, he was doing these paintings and he did this LeBron James painting. And then the whole thing is, oh, fuck it, I'm going to call a spade a spade. So white people got a hold of him. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, yo, man, this is great. And, you know, and they did some great things for him. They set up a website for him. And... You know, he's making all of this money off of his paintings and then they did this big party and everything like that. And he shows up in this nice car and, you know, gave him a nice, some nice clothes to wear for the party. And he was real happy and he was crying and all this other stuff. Right. You know, from a business standpoint, I'm thinking like, well, who paid for all of this shit? Who's getting their cut profits? And I'm immediately doing numbers because the the, no the act the first. act was genuine, but the act wasn't just on some yeah free ninety nine. That's right. just not how the world works, right? But the whole point is, all of this shit was recorded and posted 
packaged, advertised, and delivered, right? So what we have to <laughs> what we have to look at sometimes is why why are we doing these things? You know what I'm saying? Why are we getting out here and saying, "Hey, I did this," or "Hey, I just want everybody to"? If you're bringing true awareness. I can't argue against that. And, and and believe it or not, even the people that are bringing true awareness, whether it's about your sexuality, whether it's about racial issues, whether it's about issues with women and the things that they go through, other countries, the poor, even the people that come out about all of those things and it's just pure facts and being genuine, even you're going to you're even going to have a group of people combating that, arguing against that. Mm-hmm. But the point is is when it's genuine, you can kind of see the the you can kind of see the scale tip more on. Nah, this person is pretty legit. Yeah. yeah, you got this little thirty percent down here that that wants to just argue and be mad, but this other seventy percent, mm-hmm. they rolling with you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, and we've seen that in the past. We seen that with uh, uh, what a Dave Chappelle, what's his name, Juicy Smoulier. You know what I'm saying with the whole thing like that. I about this nigga. You, you see what I mean? That was when he said that black people were supporting him with their silence because we knew this nigga was clearly lying. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. The, the, I felt that way when I seen the, the clip and dude was like, I'm the black, I'm, I'm the black, the gay, the, or not. He didn't say I'm the black. He said I'm the gay Tupac. Yeah, that was a key. That was a real, that's a real clip. Oh, I remember. Yeah, the first guy. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. So, oh. the dude from uh, Empire. So, the thing is, and I don't even watch Empire. So, oh, the thing yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, see. Fake kidnapped or something. Yeah, so all of those things that you have to really ask yourself, why are you doing it? And that's, that's all tying back into the, what, like, naming something or titling something as black owned. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel like if they see that the workers in there are are black and even though all the workers aren't going to don't have to be black for it to be a black owned business. But we know it black. Listen, you know, we know it's black. We know it things some music or something. You're going to see an owner come out the back. You're going to. But it's doesn't have to be packaged as black owned with a dashiki over it because it's black owned, period. Yeah. It's black owned, period. And yeah. Just, I get why people are doing it, but it's, I think, I think it's over. Sometimes things are over. Uh, some, oh, I shouldn't say over. Some things are advertised incorrectly. There's been plenty of things where people have said, yo, you should check this out. And this is, this is what I uh, would appreciate, even for my brand, my, my friends, my family, other black folks that appreciate anything that I do, that we do here on the notion. This is a great way that you could probably promote black owned you can say look man i know about this brand um it's dope it has great quality they have different variety i like the sweaters i like the socks i like the bags i like all of these different things um they even have different people to kind of you know dress in certain styles to let you know how it's how it's worn Just things look real put together shipping is great all of these things i'm not even saying that you got to say all of that would describe the experience or to describe what makes you so attracted to it and then when you get done with all that say oh yeah by the way and it's black owned because the black owned shouldn't supersede the actual product or business well not only that but sometimes sometimes that could go against you because if the product is trash 
then, then it's here we go black folks we can't we just we, we got to do better how many times do we see black folks out here tripping doing something and then you you're gonna see that in the comments you're gonna see are you gonna hear that that old that old wise person say we got to do better mm-hmm. or no hope for the future or something something of that sort. like really talk about it Nobody cares if Costco's black owned or not. You know why? Because Costco gives you shit in bulk. You get a good deal for it. There's all kinds of things. Niggas don't even know who owned Costco. Right. But you know what I'm saying? And that's how that's how a lot of brands should be. I believe there's a lot of black owned brands out there that are great. Here's another thing on Instagram. They have an option where you can put black owned as far as a category in your business. I honestly think that's a great way to be blackballed mm-hmm. <laughs> because, because they already well, the algorithms are already controlled and everything like that. So, eh, no, nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? But again, they'll see with my photos that they'll be able to guess like, oh, it's probably a black person that owns this. Yeah. After they go through the steps of the experience oh I like this or I want to buy it like I mean uh, 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 another another example like the Jordan 11 right the Jordan 11 is one of the most popular shoes it's a black man's shoe designed by Tinker Hatfield a white man okay and the black man is not getting 100% of the profit on that shoe because he's under Nike Right. So the thing is, is really look at why you're doing something. You know what I'm saying? We really got We really got to look into that. We really got to pay attention to that stuff, man. It, it just it is what it is. Um, I, I see a lot of stuff out there. And, and I and I just if people if people could figure out why they do shit. Mm-hmm. I think they would probably think twice. Oh yeah. Before they made certain decisions, yeah. not the okay. n- not the ultimate, not not the uh, the uh, initial reason at the moment because that that's more f- emotions. We don't already yeah, covered yeah. facts and feelings, right? Mm-hmm. But the real deep rooted why? Because some when you really sit back and think about the deep rooted why, then you're like, man, that's kind of I don't know if I'm gonna do that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm gonna do that. I'm good. I'm about to drive all the way over there. I'm about, man, I'm about to jump in my car. I'm about to drive all the way over there, slap this person in the face. And then when you think about it, and it's like, wait, because I'm mad about this, I'm about to burn my gas and drive all the way over That's there. That's what I just, when I walked in your house, I, I, I instantly told you about it. I was like, hey, look, man, I'm going to set an alarm for myself to go over there, man. That's just my ego talking to me, and I got to keep talking myself out of it. And you said something very, very important. You said ego. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. There it is. Ego, ego, pride, all of that stuff. Sometimes that's what I love about when we like ego waffles, man. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) I hope nobody better let her finger on my ego. I I hope you're not eating no ego waffles, man. (laughs) You got the butter egos and. I mean, I used to eat egos, but uh, (laughs) listen, your ego, and I mean that could tie into what we're talking about too. Yeah, I mean that a lot of those uh, is those are all different ingredients. Correct. Well, I like that. They're all different ingredients, bro. The ego gumbo. Yeah, 
The ego gumbo for sure. Just depending on what you got on your spoon. When you're and and the difference is is depending on <laughs> if we gonna go in the metaphor direction. <laughs> it's all in it's all in your it's all in it's all in your palate. Oh man. Right? For some people's palate, they like all of that. They like all of that seasoning in there. They like that that ego gumbo. They like the grandiosity, the pride, the ego, the dysfunction. Some people's palate is different. I'm not really tripping on the pride like that. I could care less about the attention. I care more about how everybody else is doing because if everybody else is doing good, that helps me to feel better and do better too. Mm-hmm. It's all in your palate. And a lot of times how people move, right? You can tell exactly how their palate is. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So Oh yeah I agree wholeheartedly man Yeah man That ain't nothing but the truth Yeah dude So I mean that's I, <laughs> We could we could go We could go forever on it man <laughs> We we really could But um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you kind of went down that direction As far as in People Really talking about The why um, Something else You know before we get out of here dude I wanted to acknowledge something um, I don't know I don't know how many young people are tuning in to the notion and uh, I don't and I and, and to be honest if you if you're if you're younger if you're a teenager you're in your early 20s and you're tuning in you're gonna get a, got a lot of good information from guys that done this before you but if your parents out there and you got young teenagers or you have some kids that are in their early 20s or whatever the case it is it's about 56 minutes going into 57 minutes if you want to get to this point or remember the point of the what I'm about to get at right now there is an issue a serious issue that has not is nothing new but it's very disturbing and it's been going around on Instagram I'm not going to say too many names and all of that stuff on you know the per you know who the individual is but the thing that I wanted to get at was I got sent a video oh oh yeah you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah let's talk about it young man in his car Mm-hmm. You know, living that life from what I seen, you know, after looking at his profile, um, living, you know, living that hard life. And uh, he was on IG live with his friend. And I, apparently from what it looked like, the conversation they were talking about, if they didn't have that, they didn't have that blower on them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And as he's on IG live with his friend, with his chilling in his car with his window down, somebody came up and shot him, killed him. His friend watched it. And the 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 most disturbing part about it was he's he's sitting there gasping for air, saying help. He can't he can't use his vocal cords because he can't breathe. Hitting the lungs, you know what I'm saying. And then his boy's asking, "Where are you at? Where are you at?" He's trying to say where he's at. He's trying to move. He eventually, I don't you know, I don't know if he knocked his phone down because he was trying to call for help or mm-hmm. he didn't Asked want where he was at. You know what I'm saying? His last words was Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah, and so. The thing is, is he ended up passing away. Um, when I seen the video, you know, just how I do my detective work, I looked at the names in the IG video and I went and I looked and I went to the young man's page and I looked at his highlights and and I was just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough. Full of uh, what we would call ignorance but i get the climate of what these kids are that's all they kind of know quote unquote 
Um, but it's 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 a it's basically a lot of just uh, taunting. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of rough stuff going on out there, man. It's a lot of rough stuff going on out there, and and the thing that the thing that gets to me about things like this, I'm trying to find this comment for us, is um, the, the thing that gets to me about stuff like this is the fact that the kid, uh, I believe, he lost his mom in 2019. Oh, where? Oh, so you look? You, okay. Yeah, I, I went and I really dug mm. and just looked. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, he's not here. Right. You know what I'm saying? He lost his mom in 2019. His mom is like a year older than us. So that's how I know he's really, really young. You know, because when he was posting his mother, he had like her birth date and her passing date and God stuff like me. that. So there's something that I've been talking to my boy, my boy Huss about, and we had some ser- we had some pretty some pretty steep debates about it. And he was talking about the music and the music and the music and the music. And, you know, it's easy for me to get offended because I do music. I'm, I'm an artist. And I couldn't help but to say, you know what, you got a point. And I don't I don't want to blame it all on just it is the music, but it is a huge part. Music oh, yeah. is very it's influential. The it's the soundtrack, man. It's the soundtrack for everything. I've never met a person that said I hate music, but I've met people that said I hate TV, I hate movies, I hate books, I hate clubs, I hate parties, I hate, but not music because there's a different type of music for every person. So, um, without going into a music tangent, I, I seen this information, I seen this, this IG situation with this dude and I watched that video a few times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's fucking nuts. You know what I'm saying? Because when we was around his age, you know, we were just happy to get another phone that had better megapixels. You know what I'm saying? And then you fast forward time and now, you know, kids, now this is- Watching kids get killed while they're on Instagram. Like, Like, this is not- But not only that, but whoever was tuned into the live- to go and get him watched all, all, the, all the people all the people that's just watching the live they, everyone everybody that's their friends or their families or you know it could have been aunts it could have been uncles it could have been cousins it could have been little cousins right. like hey like your little you know your big cousin is this that and then that's the last image do you that's very traumatizing oh yeah everybody that's seen that probably should get fucking therapy yeah that wasn't cool i felt uh a way when i saw it it was like Fuck. And mind you, this is like, it's not the movies, folks. I've not, that's not the first time. Like, if you see someone getting shot before, it's actually a lot more, it's creepier than a movie. A movie you're going to see, and it's like, you know, slow motion and and yeah. um, Different, like, you see the blood splatter shit. Like, when a bullet hits somebody, it goes, it just sinks into their skin. So it's not like a impact where it's boom, boom, boom. They're showing that on the movie. When it goes into their skin, it just, it's like it melts into them or just goes into, it's a creepier look mm-hmm. than actually sitting watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Because then you're like, it's, it's, I can't even describe how that mm-hmm. looks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not cool. It's not cool. Nah. And what's even, <laughs> what, What's even more not cool is that people out there are still making it cool. 
Yeah, they not they're they're make well I'm not yeah. and I'm not when I say making it cool, I'm talking about there's not enough conversation like, yo, fuck all of that. There's so much more you can do with your talent. I think when I was going through this 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 kid's highlights, um I think there was one highlight where somebody uh, somebody was recording him um, hitting backflips and shit. Yeah, I saw that. At the you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, highlight. I'm like, he's a kid, bro. I'm like, not only is he a kid, but it's like I've never hit a backflip ever in my life. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like there's more to your life, and I don't know how to tell every single individual. That's going through whatever they're going through. That there's more to your life. Yeah, because when you rap, when you when you in it like that, and you you kind of really you're not able to see or give a fuck about there being more than more to life when it's like well survive. Well, for me, what I'm saying is everybody is different, so I don't know how to tell every single body in a way where they understand. That's true. But I can tell you the same message. There's more to your life. Than what you're doing Even the richest people In the world There's more to their life Than what, they than what they're even doing At that moment mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying So You gotta really Sit back and ask yourself Are you really Contributing everything That your life is made of Right now Like I'm not gonna give you the whole kumbaya, man. Y'all need to put the guns down and all this other stuff. And y'all heard that shit already before. But what I'm telling you is that there's more to your life than what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, the funny, the funny thing is, is you know, you have people out there that don't love comic books and love superheroes and shit like that, and you have people like me that's always gonna be a comic book nerd by heart. You know, I'm always going to be that way. And the one of the crazy things about superheroes, right, mm-hmm. is a lot of the really, really dope superheroes wear masks. And where are you going with this, Dizzy? They wear masks not for themselves, but to protect the people that they care about. So ask yourself, when you're doing certain shit, are you protecting the people you care about and I don't mean just from harm physically I mean emotionally are the decisions that you are making Mm -hmm. protecting the people that you give a fuck about if your grandma is raising you if your parents are raising you if your older sibling is raising you because your parents ain't here no more and they trying their best whoever is in your corner rooting for you are you protecting them emotionally with the decisions that you are making when i was going to private school there was this um very wise man i didn't realize how wise he was until i got older i'm actually friends with him on facebook he was one of the older faculty members his name was mr Watkins. and every time he would talk he would always talk during our meals and we would get annoyed because I'm trying to hear this shit. But he would always talk about y'all getting in trouble and y'all doing this partner. He had this thing we always said partner. You know, you, 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 you ain't paying attention, partner. That's, you know, that's why you at this school, partner, because y'all not listening. Where are you from said, California? No, no, no. He was from uh he was from the South. Oh, that's crazy. You know, uh, okay. Oh, that's 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 a I know that's a that's a Bay Area thing, right? Hey, partner. But he but that's also an OG thing too. A lot of OG said that. But he said something that I'll never forget. He said, every time y'all get in trouble, you killing your mama. 
Every time you get in trouble, you're killing your mama. I'm like, what is he talking about? Because he's talking about the stress. Bro, the sh- I the stress. know that so much. I talked to my mom about that. Like, I tell, like, Ma, I know how stressed you probably were now. Mm-hmm. Every time you got a call from the school. Mm-hmm. Every time. It's almost like, oh, my God. It's like, you think that you, you know you're going to get in trouble with your parent, but you don't know that your parent feels like they're in trouble. Yeah. They don't know the if it's, they don't know if, if you put them. Your family don't know if you have now put them in a predicament of now they don't know what they're going to do. So the whole time you worried about yourself, you're not even thinking about the fact that they're probably worrying about well, what am I going to do and what am I going to do to make sure you're good. So I, that, that's all I'm just saying. That's all I'm asking, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I'm asking. I'm just asking, like, are are the decisions you really making? Are you really protecting your people? Emotionally You know what I'm saying Because stress Leads to heart disease Leads to tumors Leads to high blood pressure Leads And when you got people That are already vulnerable to that They don't need anything extra They don't need your help Getting to the other side Yeah So I just wanted to put that out there Because like I said I thought that That video was disturbing That video was actually sent to me From a childhood friend um, When uh, I seen it to uh, When I seen it today But the first time I seen it uh, Sergey showed it to me yesterday, but then I like I was like, damn, that's crazy. And we was, you know, we was already worried about some stuff. So when I seen it again today, I was actually on the couch where I had time to really view it. Mm-hmm. And I was just, and I ran it back. And I was just like, I ran it back, like hoping like it was fake. You know, when you already know something is real, but it's like, man, I'm just like, yeah. And the, and, the, and the thing that the, the thing that fucked me up the most is I when I went to go look at his when I look at the kids highlights right you know I see he's out there you know with his friends you know doing whatever and I'm just seeing like they really living it up they really doing what they doing but the whole time I'm looking at his highlights I keep remembering like his last moments and his like his last moments he was a kid asking for help and I and now it made and it clicked when now I understand like yo these kids need help mm-hmm. and nobody is helping these kids by blaming the father's not there the mom's not there the parents ain't shit you ain't shit white man this white man that like we it takes a village yeah it takes a I got in trouble by your parents when we was coming up that's part of the village you know what I'm saying that's yeah, part of the village to them this is their a lot of them are just doing what they think is or what they feel is like respected now and like it's it's like when we were all into fucking wrestling when we were kids so much so that we played we became these characters throughout the day yeah we're wrestling all the time yeah and like and 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 that was the thing for us when we was kids characters a lot like these people who they feel like this persona that they believe they have to portray yeah yeah it's it's unfortunate and i and i and 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 i don't mean to go on a uh i don't mean to go on a dark end but i think that was really really important because i don't see too many i don't follow a lot of crazy things. I, I try to protect my energy with that, but I really felt the need to say something. And to the parents out there that has young teenagers, um, really, really, really try your best to take your time, 
talk to them and be in their business be in their business like our parents was in our business or whoever was in your life that was in your business uh i'm talking being a business like an audit you yeah. feel me yeah straight up yeah. and um and, and just do the best you can but it, it was very it was very troublesome i don't even want to i don't even want to share that with nobody but I felt the need to speak on it and try to shine some light on, you know, the importance that the youth is important. They're extremely smart. They're extremely talented. I feel like they're misguided by a lot of things. That's not their fault. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But and that stuff has to be protected. I know we. I know it sounds like, you know, the OGs kind of come down on the youngins and it's because, man, y'all got shit that we wish we could have or things we thought we'd never see. Mm -hmm. And we want to see y'all do something great and appreciate it. Right So That's my thing You know what I mean I ain't gonna spend Hella time on it But you know uh, We gonna go ahead And uh, get up out of here right, Thank you uh, For tuning in what you, And, what you and while we signing out Man I just wanna shout out You know We don't always get A chance to see Who our listeners are Or get feedback From our listeners But Yeah You know This, this is just uh, Words that I hear From um, someone They stated You know Y'all are legit three black men on the platform talking about feelings. They love it. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, I love it. I love I've it. I've never heard a group, um, but a group of black men as emotionally intelligent with holistic perception as you guys. A rare find. Yo, I appreciate that. Uh -huh. Shout out to you. Um, shout out, yeah. Shout out to the listeners. And uh, we, we definitely appreciate uh, the feedback. We appreciate the contributions. Um, Please, if there's topics, conversations that you want us to bring to the forefront, DM us. Leave yeah, comments on yeah, the YouTube. Yeah. Leave comments on the Notions comment section on IG. We have Twitter that needs to get a little bit more active, but leave them everywhere you possibly can because we want to hear what y'all got to say and we want to bring conversations to the forefront. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. You've been tuning in to The Notion with your host, Dizzy D. Spill, and my co-host, my brother in the building. Farmer Poe. And uh, we out of here. We got to get ready to watch these finals, man. Hey.